Good day, everybody. Happy Monday. So sorry about the brief technical issue. It appears Restream, that's the second time Restream has done that. <clears throat> so I'll be using a different provider and or just dual streaming myself. I should have the bandwidth for it. Lots out, lots to talk about today. The question is, did Timmy scoop us and cover the Alex. Trump sneaker meltdown in his 12 o'clock video? He did not. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now that means we can cover it. Uh, wait, I just, why are we, uh, are we arguing with that guy? He just, he made me get him. Uh, he made me unban him. Let's, what do you, I spent all that time unbanning him and the mods are banning him again. Tim and Crowder did? Um, no, Tim didn't. Tim had the basketball story, and then his first one was the trucker story, I think. Yeah, I don't see a video on it. I mean, I'm going to cover it on stream anyway, but uh, I'm going to cover it on stream anyway, but if Tim covers it, there's no point in me uploading standalone videos to YouTube. They don't perform very good. I still upload them to, to Rumble, though. All right. Let's see. All right. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. How's everybody's weekend? All right. Oh, the truckers. Yeah, it does kind of sound like sneakers. Burp. All right. Let's get on to it, huh? I want to pull up one more thing here. The libs are calling Trump Al Bundy on Twitter X. I mean, the guy had four touchdowns in one game. That's pretty cool, right? How many of them had four touchdowns in one game? 
Probably none of them. Dooby dooby. All right. <clears throat> well, it may surprise you to hear, but the libs are again very, very upset, melting down all weekend about a tennis shoe. That's right. Donald Trump rolled out a $400 pair of sneakers. And they thought, well, no one's going to buy that. Nobody's going to buy Trump's insane $400 high top sneakers. Going to get mad. Going to get call him, call him Al Bundy like that's an insult. A man that scored four touchdowns in a single game. A still standing poke high high school record, high, high school football record. Would have went pro too. If you didn't get caught up by that succubus Peggy. Well, his shoe sold out in just hours. I looked at purchasing some that day because it would be an amazing write off for the channel. But. By the time I went back, first of all, they didn't make my size, which is not uncommon. I would have just got like any size and put it like on the set behind me. Um, but sold out almost immediately. Of course, media and libs are big mad. Former President Trump's high top sneakers sold out hours after their launch Saturday at SneakerCon in Philadelphia. The shoes called the Never Surrendered High Top Sneaker sell for $399. The pair, along with two low top sneakers uh, and a bottle of Victory 47 perfume and cologne were available for purchase on a new website where it was gettrumpsneakers.com. Now, these were pre-ordered, so they only limited it to 1,000 pairs, allegedly. Now... I don't know, you know, how many, but you could say every single size gone. If he only sold, only sold a thousand pairs, decent earnings. Probably should have sold 10,000 pairs. Now I am, you can still sell, by the way, it looks like the white version Let's see. Can I still? Oh, I can still get the white version. Now, they only make it up to size 13. But I could order these. $200. I'm happening in real time. Or do you go with the reds? I think the gold is a more iconic Trump look. They sold the gold special gold edition. Only a thousand pairs of those. Now, do I think there'll be some kind of secondary market? I don't know. Do I think he sold a good amount of perfume and all this kind of stuff? Yeah. I'd be willing to bet you he raised a couple hundred grand. 
Now, I probably would have only ordered the gold ones because they're so ridiculous looking. Like, they're just so... And they were numbered! Oh, I missed out big time. Oh, they were numbered too. Oh, man. <sighs> I really missed it. I really, I really missed it. Now, the gold for the meme, I would not pay $200 for these shoes. I highly doubt they're like well-constructed. I understand they're a meme, but uh, Liv's big mad. Trump launches sneaker line a day after judge's order to pay nearly $355 million. Former President Donald Trump on Saturday launched a sneaker line a day after his companies were ordered to pay a judge $355 million in a New York civil fraud trial where there were no victims. From what I can see, right? The banks got paid. Everyone got paid. Who is this money supposed to go to? Corrupt judge, in my opinion. This is something I'm talking about for 12 or 13 years. And I think it's going to be a big success, said Trump. And my dog, Huck, agrees. Who is marching closer to the 2024 Republican nomination and a potential rematch with President Joe Biden. By Saturday night, the $400 sneakers were listed as sold out on the website. There had been 1,000 pairs of sneakers available for purchase, according to the site. The former president is also selling two other versions that have a T and 45 on the sides for $200, cologne and perfume at $100. I, $100 for cologne or perfume is probably not like, you know, wild, you know, like there it's, you know, I don't know the last bottle of cologne I bought was like in high school. Um, but I think it was probably like 50 or $60. Now there are many people scumbags trying to sell these sneakers on eBay. And by the way, they are going for thousands of dollars per pair. Here's one with 25 bids for $2,800. Here's another one with 27 bids with six minutes to go for $6,000. Now, supposedly someone bought this for $9,500. Oh no, that's just the sold out image. People are trying to resell the red ones on here for 450, even though they are available on the website already. Here's one for 45,000 as a meme. I mean, there are some that if you look at sold listings, I suspect some of these have already been purchased for many, many dollars. Here's a pair that sold for $5,845. Here's a pair that sold for a best offer. Now, this says pre-sale rare one of 1,000 Donald Trump never surrender gold sneakers. So they took an offer and sold it for, I don't know, thousands of dollars. Genius. $300 would have been a funny write-off. I'm not paying secondary market prices. Where to find Donald Trump's new hot sneakers written by Sean Harper, who is a diversity, equity, and inclusion expert. Imagine you're a DEI expert and you have to write this article. 
Many urban footwear enthusiasts will surely agree that the shoes, in fact, go hard. The shoe does go hard. Like, I I think that, like, it's it's a little, like, it's very Trump. But, like, they do go hard. Like, I would wear a pair of these probably without the Trump logo, you know? You could get the shoe for 50 bucks, you know? People in Trump's Philadelphia audience were holding signs exclaiming, Sneakerheads love Trump. How many of them do? Who are they? Where do they live? Sneakerheads spend $100 or more on shoes and typically buy three or more pairs each year. According to a recent consumer report, they tend to be millennials, male, and disproportionately black. They're likely to reside in large urban contexts. Trump sneakers debuted in America's sixth largest city where black people comprise the single largest racial group. They're 40.1% of Philadelphians. Will we find lots of hot never surrenders in predominantly black neighborhoods across the city of brotherly love? Probably not. As few people live there have shown up for Trump at the ballot box. Well, that's a lie. And you know, Trump needs to go back to the inner cities again, like he did the first time around. Nationally, only 6% of black Americans voted for Trump. Yeah, well, probably the ones that could afford his shoes. Price point definitely isn't the biggest reason why Trump sneakers will never make it their way into the many black people's closets. Irrefutably, 400 bucks is pricey for a pair of high tops. But as Robin Moet noted in a recent Essence article, consumers are willing to pay any amount to be the first person to have a coveted release. So this whole article is a cope about how black people won't buy his shoes even though they sold out. Um, this one is Trump sneakers, whichever presidential candidates offer the best footwear gets my vote. Well, I'd say that Trump's probably going to take the cake on that those $400 gold uh, Trump sneakers are but a lot more than shoes what Trump is really selling when he's selling his footwear the amount of the absolute amount of cope and seethe in the mainstream media Trump met with booze and chance while selling sneakers in Philadelphia I mean I bet you he could have sold 10,000 pairs at you know 40 bucks each or 400 bucks each would have been a nice little you know would have been a nice little i would have bought them for the meme and understood that i was very lucky to be in a position obviously i would never wear them but then new york times trump's hawking 400 dollars shoes okay so he doesn't get billionaire donors like the democrats do he's got to you know earn his money You can't find them because they're sold out. I mean, certainly somebody's buying them. They're selling for thousands of dollars on the secondary market right now. Thousands. Trump's got to earn his money some way. And they're, and they're probably butthurt that they sold out. I mean, these white ones are not bad, but 200 bucks feels like a lot. I don't think I would pay that much for a pair of shoes. I know that's not like crazy these days. I know that's not crazy, but I won't pay too. Like... Every pair of shoes I own are like DCs that were like 60 bucks. Even that feels like. I mean, the T red wave. Oh, I get it. The red wave. And POTUS 45. Should be interesting. It'll be one. It'll be interesting. These are just like a pre-order. So it'll be, you know, 
It'll be interesting to see what they actually look like when people get them. I wish I kind of would have ordered one. I wouldn't have sold mine, though. I would have just enjoyed it. I would have enjoyed it. <laughs> All the people in the replies, don't be mad because they sold out in minutes. <laughs> I bought three pairs. I mean, like, the people are coping. Oh, uh, yeah, Trump's like Al Bundy. Yeah, okay. You think Al Bundy could sell a thousand pairs of $400 shoes? Probably not. Cope more, libs. <laughs> Uh-oh, what's Colbert? What's Colbert trending? <laughs> the gold and red one are the ugliest color combos. The gold and red? Um, no, the, these go hard as frick. I would wear the shit out of these if they weren't $400. You better believe I would wear them. If they were like, if they were like, I don't know, if they were like 150, I would at least wear them for the meme. You should... They would look good on my Trumpy bear. I have a Trumpy bear. Yeah, I, I think I bought that on a stream one night. <laughs> I don't think I could wear them at 400 bucks though. That's a lot of dimp. Have you joined Nikki Haley's OnlyFans? She's bragging about doing 12 guys with only one to go. Yeah, I want to wait to see until she finishes the whole, all the fellas. I want to see if, if she can really finish 12 fellas. They're very gaudy, but that's what I love about them. Like, they're absurd. Look at these things. They're ridiculous. I'd wear them, though. Not outside. Like, I'd wear them, like, around the house or, like, at a party inside a house like election night or something like that i don't care these look like women's shoes i think or like i don't know i don't love these i'd never wear gold but i'd buy them just to have them on a shelf yeah i mean when they went when they went on sale I was happened to be sitting on my computer and I pulled up the website and they were all available. So I was like, oh, and then I saw they didn't have my size. So then I was like, ah, you know, a gold, a can of gold paint is 10 bucks. Yeah, that's true. Click them three times. You end up on Epstein Island. Hey, speaking of Epstein Island, nice segue. There's a lot of people mad about a brand new video game that just came out. <laughs> Epstein Island the video game is now out a new survival game 
this is survive a mysterious island and thwart the sinister plans of Jeffrey and Epstein. Battle the blood-dependent morbiders and forge alliances with other survivors to confront Jeffrey in his grand temple. Master survival tactics and strategic gameplay in this intense adventure. Who are the bosses? Well, uh, one of them is Clinton. The other is... I think Minwell. What do the zombies have to do uh, with it? Not much. Very large statues. Are you fighting against Clinton? Looks like. I'm sorry, Clint Clinton. Now, I am not recommending buying this game because the reviews say it runs like garbage, but it is only $3. Some of the reviews, uh, there's probably more crypto miners in this game than actual miners. <laughs> Decent gameplay up until chapter two. Phase three of Stephen Hawking fight is when it turn and when he turns into a transformer is way too difficult. <laughs> Not lore accurate. Use ninety nine percent of my GPU, so there's that. Better than Skull and Bones. Epstein mined all the Bitcoin using my computer. He truly was an evil man. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like garbage. I would not... It's different than the Alex Jones game where, like, the Alex Jones game is actually good. That game does not look good. Like, it just looks weird and... You know, some weird asset flip. Yeah, exactly. Alex Jones game ain't even the top 100 sellers on Steam. Um... Well, first of all, he sold it on his own website first. So most of the people, most of the people bought it there. Most of the people bought it uh, there. Did you stop selling tea? Um, unofficially, yes. Okay. How about a story about the Publica's first lawsuit? I might bring the tea back. I was selling through it. Um, I was selling through it really slowly. People liked it, though, that bought it. So I don't know. I'll have to look at the numbers again. The T not moving in sales. Well, the T just was like 5% of the overall sales. 
so I wanted to try and narrow what we were selling. Like I'm going to sell far fewer candies and nuts this year too. I'm just going to focus on the stuff that people were really buying, you know? Oh, you bought it. It was way too short and the sprites weren't very solid. You're talking about the Epstein game? Yeah, it should have been. I mean, I feel like they thought I, they made the game and they thought, haha, this would be funny. And then they didn't put any actual resources into the game itself. Like, it was probably some unfinished game that they got for free or whatever. And then just they call it Epstein Island. If they actually made it like a horror survival game, I, I would have, you know, I feel like it was a huge missed opportunity. Doobie doobie doo. I am not done selling cold brew bag, cold brew. No, that will stay. My news company is under attack. Well, an unhinged trans drag queen is extremely mad at the publica.com my news outlet for publishing their publicly available criminal history. And because they're so mad about it, because apparently someone printed out our article and was handing it out at an event, they want to sue us apparently or something like of that nature, right? Uh, we're going to make sure that the Streisand effect happens here. And uh, I'm going to cover this article because I think it's an important one. So a trans drag queen who inspired a bill to make name changes easier, in particular for trans felons in Colorado, has, in fact, a lengthy criminal record. This article written by Sarah Fields for thepublica.com. We published this back on January 31st, and we stand by its publishing. By the way, thepublica.com does not does not use quote preferred pronouns. We let our authors, our writers, reporters use whatever they want um, because we believe in the science. We we believe in biology. So there was this unhinged interaction which led to this. By the way, an interaction I think it was between Christina. Um, here we have the news outlet Publica Now. This is Christina Goki, I think. I'm, I hope I'm not mispronouncing her last name. But you can see the trans drag queen back here accosting her. You'll see. What are you exactly trying to say? What I'm saying is how many are charged and how many are convicted? How many have I been convicted of and how many have I been charged of? Hello? Yeah. I don't know, you tell, you tell no, me. You tell me. I'm one. not a lawyer. It's not my job. You're handing out flyers yeah. to people with my face you on it and your info. You tell me. This is from the public car. You did not read. So, Shout out the public car. <laughs> Fascinating. Take it up with the public car. And I have a criminal record. Listen. I
So what is this individual mad about? Well, we printed their publicly available criminal record. A trans drag performer who holds the namesake for newly introduced Colorado bill that will make it easier for trans felons to change their legal names, Ty Tyra, I don't really care, is also known as Dwayne Antonio Kelly, has a record in the state of Florida for multiple crimes, including prostitution and lewdness. First introduced on January 10th by Representative Lorena Garcia, House Bill 24 also known as Tira's Law, seeks to amend the current process for legal name changes in states primarily considering trans individuals. I wonder why. Perhaps it will allow them to conceal their crimes more easily. According to the bill's description, existing law spe specifies that a person with a criminal record must show good cause to have their legal name changed, but that gender identity is not currently considered a valid reason. The bill seeks to amend existing policy in order to include gender identity under the good cause allowance for felons. On X, formerly Twitter, Garcia boasted about the intention of the legislation, writing, Trans people with felonies should be able to access the right to change their name to match their gender. But immediately raised many concerns about the individual the bill was being introduced on behalf of. Tierra Latrice Kelly, also known as whatever, whatever, 10 different names, has a lengthy criminal record in the state of Florida. A criminal record obtained by the publica, shout out, shows Kelly has been convicted of driving without a valid driver's license, criminal trespassing, forgery, possession of controlled substances, several instances of prostitution and lewdness. Kelly has also been held in contempt of court and at, at least one time. In total, Kelly has committed 24 criminal and traffic offenses since 1999, with his most recent being in 2019. Since moving to Colorado, though, Kelly has started a drag production company and has organized shows featuring children. Some have been hosted at the Pikes Peak Metropolitan Community Church, Vista Grand United Christ of Church, and La Burla B. Burlesque House in Colorado Springs. On January 21st, 2024, Kelly co-hosted an all-ages drag show in Colorado Springs. Now, who could possibly think why this person might want to change their name to more easily conceal their numerous crimes? I don't know what, I can't possibly say what the exact reason is. Mail time. Just he just pushed he just pushed the screen out of the window. I have I have the window open because it's like uh I know, I know, come here. Come up, up, up. Yeah, I know. Oh I know it. You know. Yeah. Good boy. I know, I know. Thank you for telling me. All right. Now, where was I? Thank you, Hawk. 
Bunny B, the owner of the burlesque house, was also present at the event and seen dancing almost nude in front of children. In addition to this latest legislation seeking to expand the rights of trans felons, Colorado has been known, become known as a sanctuary state for gender-affirming care and a refuge for trans kids. No laws exist to prohibit the medical transitioning of minors. I mean, who could possibly... Who could possibly figure out why they want to hide their criminal record? I mean, not me. Why would they be aggressively approaching people who are just letting other people know of their criminal past? Parents, people just want, you know, their people's criminal records out on, out in the open. I think that that's reasonable. What's interesting is, you know, nobody seems to, nobody wants to say what's going on here. And it's again, like, this is somebody who, who is using their alleged transness uh, to get their criminal history expunged, not really expunged, um, but you know, concealed, they still have a criminal record, but once they change their name, it's very difficult for, let's say an employer or a daycare thing or, uh, or not daycare, but you know, employers or whatever, anybody who wants to run a background check. If you don't know their previous name, it will be much more difficult to attach them to certain behavior. Now, I can't know for sure what this individual's motivation is, but if it is 25 crimes that they were charged with in the last, I'm sorry, 24 crimes in the last five years, sorry, 20 years, almost a, more than a crime a year, I think that that person might have other, other um, motivations for wanting to be able to hide that criminal record. That's just my opinion. I, I can't know that. And if they want to sue or whatever, that's fine. You know, I stand behind, behind the reporting that Sarah Fields did. Uh, we did nothing illegal. You're allowed to publish a publicly available criminal record. And to ask the question that we asked, and that is, isn't it curious that somebody with 24 crimes in 20 years might want to be able to legally change their name so that people couldn't connect it so easily? I'm sorry if you have felonies on your record, you shouldn't be changing your name at all. Tough. Now, we did see some kid get a felony attached to his name simply for doing a burnout on a rainbow flag. So the idea of felonies nowadays, uh, <laughs> who knows what that even means? I think they just arrested yet another person for J6. I'm sure that's a felonious charge too. Many of these, you know, it, it, it's being charged with a crime does not mean you're guilty of it, to be fair. 
But when you've been charged with 24 of them over a period of 20 years, one wonders... You know, you see, oh yeah, because letting criminals change their names is a great idea. Um, here you said, this is the drag queen who Colorado law for trans people is proposed. Here's a section of their past criminal cases. The person does drag shows for children. Okay. Now, none of the, you know, I'm not sure how many of these, you know, crimes are of the aggressive nature. Most of them seem drug and um, prostitution related. I wouldn't want them around my kids. I think parents have the right to learn. I think that they're trying to purposely obfuscate their crimes. That's what it looks like to me. I mean, I can't know that for sure. I can't assert that. Yeah. Burnout Kid taught us to wear a wig when committing an act of bravery and to probably cover your license plate. I think also to cover your license plate. I think. Make sure you cover that license, that license plate. Did you know that Charlie Brown was racist? Oh, also the YouTube CEO's kid died of a fentanyl overdose. Now we'll see, now we'll see some laws change. Isn't it messed up? Do you know how many people died? Do you know how many people overdosed in this country in 2023? Take a guess at how many people OD'd in 2023. That is OD'd and died. That does not, this does not include the number of people that were revived by Narcan or, you know, overdose and didn't die from it. Take a guess. How many people OD'd and died last year alone? Hundred and twelve thousand. A hundred and twelve thousand people died. But now that a rich kid died, they'll suddenly they'll suddenly they're gonna care. Watch you watch. Suddenly fentanyl is gonna be on the front page of all these newspapers. All this stuff. Even though anybody with a brain has seen what it's done to the city, seen what it's done to the suburbs. I don't want to dunk. I don't want to dunk on Susan Wojcicki, okay? Her, she, her son just died. All right? But, you know, what about those fans in Kansas City, too? The ones that just mysteriously thought they were doing cocaine and ended up doing blow and they all died. Whoever is importing fentanyl is committing an act of war on American citizens. No reasonable drug dealer would sell a product that killed people on the spot.
Then you got people saying, shouldn't have started screwing over small creators. Maybe the suspects decided to take matters into their own hands. Oh, well. I think that's a little unhinged. I think that's a little unhinged. Little unhinged to be dunking on Susan Wojcicki when her kid just died of a drug overdose. Yeah, that's a weird thing, uh, Van H Halen. I don't understand it. Like, I was just listening to a story from a guy uh, who is on Jackass. Uh, his name is Poopies. <laughs> He wanted to buy, he bought a bag of what he thought was Coke. The guy sold it to him, said it was Coke. He did one little key bump, which is like you take your key and you just put a little bit on it, right? Snort it. He instantly overdosed and was legally dead. He got revived with Narcan. It's like, why would you sell that product? I don't understand. Like, that's not a long-term customer if they're buying that shit and they're just dying. So it's like, what is the other motivation? Is it crazy that I think that? Like, what is the, what is the motivation to sell something that kills people instantly? Nobody laces weed with fentanyl. I don't know. I don't trust the shit anymore. Yeah, it says, um, so it says, I wouldn't touch Coke anywhere in America anymore. No kidding. Well, I don't know if you could, you could probably, um, get test kits, but you, you'd have to have a test kit. Like I've never done Coke or like pill, you know, I did, I did, I got hooked on like Vicodins for a little while, but I never did like, you know, ecstasy or any of that crap, but I was friends with a lot of people that did and they all had, they all had test kits. And that was, you know, 10 years ago when I hung out with like more like people that partied more often. I've never heard of a gummy having fentanyl. Oh, dude, you kidding me? I bought, uh, I mean, uh, allegedly <laughs> there, there's, I mean, I've seen plenty of homemade gummies in my day. Yeah, I'd see. Yeah, you say it's China. It's biological warfare agent. Epic Times has articles about it coming here through Mexico. It's a weapon. I agree. I agree. It's it's uh it's concerning, very concerning. Hundred thousand Americans dead every year, but a uh, hundred and fifty Jewish people get killed. In, or 150 people in Israel get killed and we send them $60 billion. 100,000 Americans overdose on fentanyl or other drugs and we do nothing. The, the truth is, the truth of the matter is, and this is like kind of blackpilled, but this is the truth. 
And you could take this. It's it's I guess it's my opinion. It's my opinion. If the problem is there is too much money in fighting homelessness, there's too much money in fighting addiction. There's too much money in the rehab industry. There's too much money in the law enforcement seizing large sums of cash from drug dealers industry. You think that money just sits in a vault? Of course not. The problem is there is no financial incentive to solve the addiction crisis, which is worse than it's ever been right now. There is no financial incentive to solve the homeless problem. That's why it doesn't get fixed. This is one of the bad offshoots of capitalism is one of the drawbacks to it that the industry around the industry around addiction, whether it's drugs or alcohol, it's far too lucrative. You know, there are times that I believe that they probably have more effective ways. I mean, put it this way. Put it this way. Michael J- Irving Johnson or uh, Magic Johnson. How long has this dude had AIDS? Right? He had enough money and he basically cured himself. While hundreds of thousands of people still die from AIDS in other countries. I just, I don't believe that there's a financial incentive to fix any of these problems. And so they don't get fixed. I'm not saying there's a cure for cancer in some closet that they keep it away, you know, that they keep away. But I am saying that I don't think there's an actual financial incentive to fix anything, fix homelessness, fix drug addiction. And because the problem is if you fix it, like, I don't know what the number is. Maybe there's a report on there. But, like, the the addiction... Okay, drug addiction is a billion-dollar industry. The 112,000 people that die a year are just an offshoot of that. They don't care. Because they've got tens of thousands of people in expensive rehabs. Tens of thousands of people seeing therapists, doctors getting prescription drugs, getting nar- um, Narcan, getting um, synthetic opioids, getting, the, getting that. All, all of that would have to go away if they fix the drug addiction problem. Now, you're never going to stop people from doing drugs. You're never going to fix all the homelessness. But I'd be willing to bet you that you could get most of it under control. Every patient cured is a customer loss. Exactly. Glenberg. Exactly. There is no financial incentive to fix anything in the medical world. There is only financial incentive to manage it. There is immense financial benefit, motivation, to manage symptoms, not to fix or cure diseases. There is no advantage in that. And once you understand that, you'll understand the United States health industry completely.
take this pill, it'll make you feel better. But then, oh, it gave you diarrhea? Well, you got to take this pill too. And then you got to buy this special diet food. Oh, we, we can, uh, you know, they found a way to get 12-year-olds on pills for the rest of their life. Just convince them they're trans and they can sell them hormones and expensive therapy and expensive elective surgeries and more drugs and more uh, antidepressants and more time in, in, um, in uh, inpatient services. Instead of just saying, hey, maybe you're having a goth phase, maybe you're just a tomboy, they figured out, well, let's just convince their moms that start injecting them with bathtub pharmaceuticals and they'll be our patient forever. So what if it's a dangerous cocktail of SSRIs and mental illness and they go and they shoot up a school? That's not our fault. Here, we'll, we'll, you, want a, you want a vagina? Sure, we'll just give you a giant open wound that you're going to have to manage for the rest of your life instead of treating your mental illness because that's where the money is. That's just the truth. And I don't even necessarily think... I don't even necessarily think that... Uh, people set out to be evil. You know what I mean? It's like you're just looking at dots on a table or, or numbers in a spreadsheet, and you're like, how can we maximize profit? We sell drugs. Well, this drug fixes it. We could sell it one time for $1,000, or we could put them on this, and their life is basically the same, but they have to take a pill every day, and we'll make $100,000 over their lifetime. Oh, and that they're on this pill. Now the insurance industry gets notice of that and they get to charge them more for health insurance because they're a health risk. Everybody's profiting off managing sy symptoms and not curing them. Anyway. Doobie doobie doo. They get insurance companies to pay for, oh, some of the trans shit. I don't know. That's going to stop. You just wait. There's going to be a great, there's going to be a great awakening in the next five years where all these young, these women who were 13 and confused about their gender and had some doctor chop their tits off. They are going to sue these doctors into oblivion and they will not be protected in the courts. Mark my word. It's already starting to happen. These, these young girls who are, who are having their breasts, uh, healthy breast tissue chopped off at 15, 16, 17, because some fat purple haired loser told them that they're gender confused. 
they're starting to get older now. They're starting to be 30, 35. The clock is ticking. They want kids. They realize that they aren't gender confused. And then they look down at their zipper tits or their, their wound where their dick used to be. And they're going to sue people into oblivion. And they're going to win. Because I have yet to see any real evidence that chopping a young girl's healthy breasts off help her with gender dysphoria. I have not seen any evidence that it even helps the suicide rates. This era will be looked back on as a, a, the anti-science era. You watch. I, I, I will be willing to bet you the number of trans-identifying people have peaked. And it's going to start going down. You get enough of these women speaking out now when they're in their 30s. It's mostly the women. <clears throat> yeah, cigarette smokers sued big tobacco to smithereens. I mean, look at, <clears throat> you know, it's wild. Most of the anti-smoking ads you see on TV, which I guess I don't really see them anymore. Do you still see those? Do you still see like those anti-smoking PSAs any, anywhere? I don't really see them anymore, but they're all paid for by Philip Morris. So like Philip uh, Glimberg, thank you. F like um, Philip Morris makes so much money that they, that they have to break off like half of it. The number, what's the big anti-smoking um, company called? Just quit or stop, stop something. What is it? Philip Morris owns that. Oh, it's anti-vape now. Well, the vape, oh, they're all vape ads now. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the, the vape thing is a huge problem that it was like, I, I, I am dead, not serious. I remember all my friends who were vaping being like, look, if you vape, just like when you smoke cigarettes, like I smoke cigarettes on and off almost my whole life. I'll never, oh, truth.com, that might be it, yeah. I don't, get, I don't shit on people for smoking cigarettes. I get it. I loved smoking cigarettes. Um, but I also, when I smoked cigarettes, I wasn't walking around like blowing my smoke in people's faces and be like, this is actually healthy. It's just water vapor. <sighs> but I knew a lot of people that vaped and were like that. The anti-vaping ads make me LOL. Oh yeah, bulldoze it. Thank you. Yeah. Like, I don't care if you vape. Just don't pretend that it's like some sort of healthy thing. Although, <clears throat> I don't know what this is, but I got a, I think I have a sponsor read for just flavored air. That seems maybe better. They sent me these things. Um, they sent me these things. It's like a vape, but it, there's no. It's just a flavor cartridge and air. And I was like, um, I was like, oh, this is kind of nice. But I didn't. Uh, I didn't want to smoke them. I didn't even want to like get that oral fixation back. So I didn't. Uh, 
I didn't try them yet. I've seen vapors get stomped out for that. Oh, I've seen people, yeah. <clears throat> I've seen people in the bar rip like a huge vape cloud and then like people in the bar are fucking pissed. You know what I mean? I smoke but never smoked in my house, car, or office. I quit after getting tired of standing in the cold smoking. Feel tons better for it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I don't care if people smoke cigarettes or vape. Just don't tell me it's healthy. You know, just don't pretend like it's a healthy alternative. People thought cigarettes were healthy at first, too. Yeah, that pooter doc. Uh, yeah, it's foom. I don't know. I'm, I'll have to try them. I have to look into them. <laughs> you quit smoking weed with them? It's just air, right? You're not, there's no like, I remember in the weed pens, there was this like, what was the shit in the weed pens that was bad? Pro propofol? Like that gel stuff? Yeah. If you're going to try any foom, wait till I have a promo code. Because I have a promo code, I think, for later this week. I thought Big Tobacco lost a court decision and had to pay for all the anti-smoking ads. That's correct. Zin is, Zin is not good. Zin is like, um, it's just literal nicotine. Um, so you get addicted to a mint instead of addicted to cigarettes. Um, I guess you could argue that it's better for like... Uh, you don't get lung cancer, but I can't, I don't really understand why would you, 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 why you're doing that? Like, I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah. Popcorn lung. Yeah. That was from that stuff, right? The propyl glycol and propylene. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. And actually a kid from my neighborhood got that lung disease from um, weed pens. So I stopped, I mean, allegedly, I stayed away from those. Before drugs were illegal, they were prescribed. Yeah, that's true. You used to be able to get like a morphine. You used to be able to get all sorts of the good stuff. Shout out from uh, King of Biltong. Good afternoon from Anton's of Roanoke, Texas. Free shipping for your Biltong with code THEQ, one word, on BiltongUSA and AntonUSA.com. Don't smoke or vape. Eat Biltong. Your lungs will thank you. I, I, uh, I shared some of your Biltong with uh, my father-in-law this weekend. He really liked it. I told him to order some. It was like, um, what is that from? Where it's like, you know we sell this shit. What is that from? Was that from um? Was that from the Dave Chappelle weed movie? Yeah, it was. Like when Snoop Dogg appears out of nowhere and just smokes their whole joint. That's kind of how I was. I was like, "Here, try this," and then he's like eating more of it, and I was like, "You know, you can buy this stuff." <laughs> they use fentanyl in hospitals. It's a sedative. A sedative. I'll tell you what. A really good friend of mine, his girlfriend died from it. And she was prescribed it from the hospital. It was like a pain patch. And she ended up getting a, having a heart attack from it. Or, you know, complications related to it. Okay. No, yeah. Okay. 
I have a theory that the popcorn lung was actually the earliest cases of COVID. Maybe I, I know that he was like, he was in the hospital for a long time. Like he was, he, he, he was like, it was, it was like no joke. He was super sick. And like, I'm not sure he ever really recovered like, you know, fully. And it was from those, um, what happened was in my state, people were selling these vape pens and the brand was called Dank, D-A-N-K. And they looked like they were retail packages because, but it turned out this kid was like refilling them or he was like filling his own cartridges with whatever, whatever. I mean, like, and then he ended up getting arrested because people were getting the popcorn lung from it. If you look it up, I think he was like living in Kenosha. They they arrested him, and those were what were coming up by us. But they looked like they were from the weed shop, weed shop, you know. Okay. I bet you didn't know that Charlie Brown has a deep segregation a deep racial bias history that finally thank god modern hollywood is finally fixing apple tv now puts out a new charlie brown special that focuses on a black character and finally in all caps makes amends for the infamous segregation scene from the iconic 1973 Thanksgiving Day special. Now, I remember the Thanksgiving Day special. Okay? I do not remember it as being segregation. I don't think any kid anywhere did. <clears throat> Here's a picture. Now, you could make the argument that yes, the black kid is sitting on the other side of the table while everyone else is sitting over here. But there's also only one chair on that side of the table. People who, and here are some of the replies. People who are taught to view the world through racial lens will see racism everywhere. Lol, Charlie, Charlie Schultz broke barriers by having a black kid in the cartoon series. Stop trying to make every little thing racist. Ridiculous if you actually know the story of the characters. Quick, someone give him a statue and millions of dollars so they can cry racism even more. I've never seen Franklin having any of the group over to his house. Just saying. Looks more to me like they wanted to make the character the center of attention by sitting across from him so they could see his face better. How many times are you going to jump the shark with this gimmick? Literally nobody, nobody ever thought this about that. Nobody thought that. This is dumb, more woke garbage. Nobody thought that. But sure, they had to remake it. More than four decades after it first aired, Peanuts ex 
executives are making amends for an iconic scene showing segregation as a black character sat away from others in the famed comic. I, I have literally never heard this. Have you? Have you heard, like, have you heard this at all? I never, like, I have never heard this as a theory, as, as anything. <clears throat> the new show comes after the controversial 1973 Thanksgiving Day special, which I didn't know there was a controversy. Did you? That displayed a scene where Franklin sat alone on the opposite side of the dining room table across from the other characters, including Snoopy, who are white. Many viewers have suggested the fact that Franklin sat by himself across from his white counterparts was discriminatory. Who are these viewers, by the way? Who are these many viewers? I want to know who, who these many viewers actually are. And the fact that he was placed in a lawn chair. In the newest special, the dinner scene was recreated as a way to rectify the original shot as Franklin was finally seated on the same side of the table with other characters. Is this finally the world is... Finally the world is healing. Right? Nobody has ever heard about this. There was never any controversy. This all this is is like uh incredible privilege. Like inc times are so incredibly good for the people that are bringing this up. So incredibly good that they're trying to pretend like this was some sort of controversy it was never a controversy i had never heard of this in all my years in covering media which is like 10 years now i had never heard of this quote we use the comic strip as our bible and we built upon that the story was one that we really wanted to tell everybody loves franklin we just felt he deserved a lot of respect craig schultz said the executive producer of the new special here's the actual I guess, original image. Maybe he was late. It's not like he's sitting at a separate table. This is our chance to rectify things. Craig, who is also the son of the original creator, Charles M. Schultz, told the Daily Beast that he hadn't even realized the backlash that came with the scene until his son, Brian, informed him of it because there was, there was no intent there. Like, intent matters. Intent matters. Do you think that the, 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 the drawer, the, the creator of this cartoon intended to seat the black character by themselves? No, it never even occurred to them, probably. The newest special feature Franklin as he moves into a new town in search of friends. He soon finds the Peanuts gang, but struggled to fit in with them. Franklin then discovered the soapbox derby race and connected with Charlie Brown as the two built a car together and became best friends. Fine. A fine tale. 
obviously, if they were going to make a new Peanuts cartoon, it had to be about race. It couldn't just be a good old wholesome like thing. It had to be all about the race of the characters. And it had to be about rectifying perceived slights that never happened. And of course, they teach the Peanuts about black culture. I guess. I guess. In this article, Welcome Home Franklin, Peanuts special addresses controversial scene. Nobody, I don't even understand. It's worth a watch. Why? I'm supposed to watch it to what? Defeat racism? This is the dumbest crap ever. Nobody thought this was racist. Nobody. And yet, they had to address it and then make a whole episode about the one obscure black character. Have they made entire episodes about Pigpen? I'm actually asking. I don't know. Have they made entire episodes about, you know, other characters on the show? I doubt it. Now, there was a time where maybe this was a thing. They even say newspapers refused to run those comics with Franklin in them in those days. My dad said, if you're not going to run it, that's fine with me. I'm just not going to write it, Craig said. The Thanksgiving Day episode, which airs every year on ABC, featured a holiday meal shared between the characters after Peppermint Patty invited herself and others to Charlie Brown and Sally's house. Many viewers went on the to attack the creators for the decision and even refused to watch the hit special again because of the scene. Nobody was offended by that scene in the last 50 years. Nobody was offended by this in the last 50 years. But in 2024, it's suddenly a controversy. It's suddenly something that needs to be atoned for. That an entire new special needs to be generated and created. There is seemingly no doubt in my mind that they will be making, you know, uh, Peppermint Patty trans probably. And have to recreate that. Now, I like the messaging of these two becoming friends and this, that, and the other thing. That's all fine. But... The point of the the fact that they thought this had to be something that needed to be addressed, and it's like, oh, its character teaches him about BB King and all this. Like, why? So, so white kids can get yet another cartoon that says "Don't be racist." I don't even I don't even get it. Like, oh, hey, white kids, stop being racist. The peanuts say, stop being racist. Are kids even racist these days? It's very, very weird. Charlie Brown learns about Stevie Wonder, Little Richard, and more. So they even went to the like, oh yeah, we've gotta, we've gotta put, um, we've gotta talk about BB King in these now or whatever. Char- I'm sorry, Stevie Wonder. By the way, great musician. Here's what I'm into lately. Franklin continues before putting on John Coltrane vinyl on the record player. Listen closely, Charlie Brown. Jazz has harmonies that stay consistent, but pay attention. It has other parts. 
So the black kid likes jazz music. Stereotype much? Why didn't they have Franklin just put on a Jay-Z record? You know, black people like rock music too. Black people like country music too. Black people like punk rock music too. But the kid is black, so he must listen to jazz. Like, are you joking? So they stereotype the kid anyway. Insanity. What a true sign of how good things are really going for people. I mean, it's, it's actually insane. So I also wanted to talk about uh, Dylan Mulvaney had an epic meltdown. Epic meltdown. And Yimmy Kimmel got his ass sued for fraud. Now, I suspect he isn't the bass player, I noticed. <laughs> so Jimmy Kimmel created fake accounts and demanded and bought cameos from George Santos. George Santos was the guy that got expelled from his government position because he was scummy, I guess, allegedly. However, Jimmy Kimmel made one big mistake. He purchased these cameos as non-commercial. Jimmy Kimmel chose the personal use licenses for all the cameo videos he purchased from George Santos with the intention to violate such licenses by broadcasting and commercially exploiting the cameo videos on national television. I actually think, welcome back, Seth. I actually think he loses this. I think he loses this because he did not, he did not purchase the correct license. Maybe, maybe, um, George, maybe it costed more. Like maybe, it, maybe it costed more to get the commercial license or whatever the case may be. Now, does Jimmy Kimmel care about losing 750 K? No, but anytime, you know, Jimmy Kimmel gets humiliated, I think an angel gets their wings. Now, you can say whatever you want about George Santos, but it doesn't change what Jimmy Kimmel did. Winning the Clearwater, Florida beef eating contest. He ate almost six pounds of loose ground beef in under 30 minutes, which was a new record. Not feeling great right now. Doctor thinks he'll be released. For I congratulate you for winning the Clearwater, Florida beef eating contest. Eating six pounds of loose ground beef. By the way, people have been doing this on Cameo long before Jimmy Kimmel stole the idea. Remember when people got <clears throat> remember when people got Rachel Dolezal to do the the fifteen thirty meme or the whatever the the you know the black meme where it's like fourteen fifty I think it was like fourteen fifty meme like uh, was that Rachel Dolezal? Dolezal. 
1450. Uh, I thought. Oh, it was a cameo prank, right? Yeah, 1350. Oh, they took it down. Like this is a this is like a this is like an old meme. Congratulations to the 13 Hi, this is Rachel Dolezal sending congratulations to the 13% crew for hitting 55% this year. That's amazing. When 13% of the company does 55% of the work, you deserve recognition. But truth be told, it's really more like 6% getting it done. So you know who you are. Congratulations <laughs> on your success. And this message is from your regional manager. Like, uh, that's, that's how old, like that meme was like 10 years old. Apparently she's selling pictures of her butthole on OnlyFans now and people are paying for it, which is bizarre. So it's not, that's the biggest part of it. Like that's the most shameful part of it. Kimmel, like that joke isn't even new. People have been doing this shit on Cameo for a very long time. By the way, in April 2023, Dylan Mulvaney signed a contract with Nike to promote their products. Some say Dylan received upwards of $150,000 for each Instagram post related to Nike products. Let's see how that's worked out. As of February 18, 2024, that's yesterday, quote, Nike has begun mass layoffs of about 1,600 employees, President and CEO John Donahoe said in a Thursday company-wide email obtained by WFAA. Nike has also just lost Tiger Woods after 27 years. The brand, brand destroyer strikes again. And then she uploaded this. 15 minutes almost over, says user 9704035144775. I'm just looking at my clock. I think it's been a little longer than 15 minutes, darling. And seeing that I'm slating things out two to three years from now that will come out in two to three years, I think it might be a little bit longer longest 15 minutes of your life love you by the way dylan mulvaney's grift worked say what you want about dylan brand destroyer dylan mulvaney okay say what you want but that grift worked <laughs> He's rich. 
He'll never have to work again, probably. He'll probably, you know, have a hard time uh, with life when not in the spotlight anymore. My guess. That's my guess. You know, have a hard time with life. So there is this chick. She goes by the name Jim Barbie or something like that. Okay. She filmed this guy here working out without a shirt on. Something that is allowed by the gym. And she, up, she filmed him without his consent, uploaded a video, and it said, if you're going to work out topless, at least have some muscles, Allie muttered as she filmed the man. Let's see how this played out for generic white uh, gymfluencer. Where is this? I thought I had... Oh, here. If you're not going to wear a shirt, can you at least have some muscles? Listen, I get it. You want to train at a gym where everyone keeps their shirt on? That's fine. But this gym isn't one of them. I called Absolute Recomp in Texas, and their rules say you can train with your shirt off. And you signed up there. Therefore, you need to follow the rules, including the rule that says you don't film people without their consent to post on social media. And people tried to tell you this. Yet you arrogantly posted your response when they tried to defend this man and you didn't listen. Therefore, you get me. And I also find it funny that you post calling them keyboard warriors. That if you go to the same gym, Just wait. they should come and find you. That they should speak to you face to face. Yet you think it's okay Just to wait for film the that man and make fun of him literally behind his back without him knowing. And just a heads up, they can't find you at that gym anymore because I talked to the owner. And your membership has been canceled. You need to do better. <laughs> now, I don't, I don't really understand working without your shirt on. You're going to sweat all over everything. You know, um, that's weird to me. But, again, why are you filming? This dude's just at the gym getting his grind in. By the way, he's not exactly like, I mean, I don't know. I guess I can't see, but. So that, so that guy just called the gym and the gym's like, no, nah, no, nah, you can work without your, that's not against our policy. Fired. Men's only gyms are really the answer. There, there is a lot of, it's not just men, men only, by the way. There are a lot of gyms that have like, uh, women only areas for this reason. You know, I also don't know on what planet, like you, you have your cell phone out and you're filming yourself. If you want to make your softcore porn videos of you working out dressed like you're at the club, then do it on your own time. You know? I hate the do better thing. Well, I think he's just saying maybe don't film somebody without their consent and shame them and upload it to the internet. I'm pretty sure.
So she gets banned. Now there's a million there's a million uh, gyms out there. You know, she'll be able to go to another gym and uh, work out. You know, whatever the case is, that's fine. I don't know why gyms allow cameras at all. I feel like if I was at a gym and they they allowed people to be filming, I wouldn't work. I would not feel comfortable working out there. You know. I don't want some weirdo uploading pictures of me, like, without my consent. And a gym is not a public area. It's not a public space. You have to pay to be a member there. So I don't think I don't think that the whole like you know, you're in a public space thing really applies. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Am I wrong about that? I feel like if you're in a gym, that there is no implied, what's the term for it? Implied, there's no reasonable, what is the word for it? Like when you're in public, people can't complain about film. You get to get, you get to film people in public. They don't get to say no. Um, in a gym, I don't think you have that. I don't think. Expect reasonable expectation of privacy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, here's a couple of interesting stories that uh, came out over the weekend and today. Stories that I predicted, not to pat myself on, on the back, but if you remember, I've talked about uh, at length on this channel that these like DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion jobs they were going to disappear. They were going to disappear as soon as things started having to get tightened up. You know, as soon as profits weren't overflowing, they didn't have extra money for, you know, letting everybody uh, work from home and all this kind of stuff. I knew that it was going to go away. And here we go. As DEI gets more divisive, companies are ditching their teams. Zoom and Snap are, um, are among companies that have cut roles in recent weeks. After St. Floyd ascended to on high, companies made big pledges about racial equity, hiring teams dedicated to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Now corporate America is pulling back, cutting DEI jobs. I, for one, am shocked. And outsourcing the work to consultants. DEI jobs peaked in 2023 before falling 5% that year and shrinking by 8% so far in 2024. According to a data shared with the Washington Post, the attrition rate for DEI roles has been about double that of non-DEI jobs, says Revelio, which tracks workforce dynamics, meaning people are getting out of the job, you know, they're, they're not staying in that job very long. 
In recent weeks, Zoom axed its internal DEI team amid broader layoffs, and Snap cut workers who worked on retention and engagement efforts for employees from underrepresented groups. Meta, Tesla, DoorDash, Lyft, Home Depot, Wayfair, and X were also among major corporations making cuts in 2023, slashing the size of their DEI teams by 50% or more. The overall number of DEI officers has decreased, says Lisa Simon. Uh, their senior economist said, but it's not enough to destroy all the strides that happened after 2020. There were no quote-unquote strides made after 2020. There simply was not. These jobs were given as penance. They were given to people primarily non-white, almost exclusively non-white, as a form of restitution, a form of reparations. No company in the history of the world has needed diversity, equity, and inclusion officers. The greatest companies in the world have grown to the size in which they are without diversity, equity, and inclusion nonsense. That's why you knew these jobs weren't going to last. At Zoom, Chief Operating Officer Aparna Bawa, okay, told employees that the company would replace its internal DEI team with DEI consultants who would champion inclusion by embedding our values directly into our people's programs rather than as a separate initiative, meaning you're going to get one email a month about white people bad, and that's it. That's, a, that's essentially what that means. Colleen Rodriguez, the company's head of global corporate communication, said that Zoom remains committed to DEI work. Snap made a similar decision in February. According to reporting from Business Insider, Snap did not respond. Corporate America's retreat from DEI has coincided with increased legal risk, shocking, and political animosity towards systemic efforts to boost racial equity. It's because your systemic efforts to boost racial equity has basically just been being racist against white people and Asian people. That's, that's, that's how it's being seen. That's how it seems to work out. State legislators have introduced at least 65 anti-DEI bills since 2023. The Chronicle of Higher Education, the resignation of Claudine Gay, Harvard University's first black president, and plagiarism, who, who, by the way, who resigned in disgrace, was billed as the beginning of the end of DEI for American institutions by conservative activists who led the campaign to ouster. Mentions of DEI and corporate earnings calls have plunged in the past year, according to Wall Street Journal. For companies that have never really, it, would, it was never really committed, this is a perfect air cover for backing off diversity. If you're that worried about it, then hire all the um, non-whites that you want. Okay, just stop, stop pretending like it's you're not being racist. You know, just just stop pretending that it isn't a race thing, because it is. We know it is. You see this article too, Daily Mail. Corporate giants such as Meta 
Amazon and Google lost 3,000 ESG staffers in just one month as backlash over woke capitalism and equity hires intensifies. Here's the reality of it. If DEI, let me ask a very simple thought experiment here for my very wonderful viewers. Does anybody out there <clears throat> actually believe that if DEI increased profitability, all these corporate capitalist companies would be dropping it? Of course they wouldn't be. If DEI led to higher profits, more money, more investments, they would be doing more of it, not less. Of course, ESG and DEI does not increase profit because you're not hiring the best person for the job. You're hiring by skin color. U.S. firms saw 3,071 ESG departures back in December with 2,800, call 2,900 arrivals. A net loss of 174 roles says the review of more than 360,000 U.S.-based ESG professionals, by the way, fire them all. That's 360,000 people that have useless jobs. Meta platforms, Amazon, and Google are the largest ESG outflows among U.S. firms last year. Well, they peaked in the summer of 2021, and they've been going down ever since. And they're going to continue to go on because we are in for, I mean, look, if, if Biden is president for another four years, you're going to see massive cuts in DEI. These companies can't afford to pay these people with useless degrees $400,000 a year to be racist. That is a, that is a, 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 a byproduct of inc incredibly good financial times. You, you can't, this does not exist when you're just trying to scrape by. Not all companies are downsizing. Sure, the recalibration is happening under serious legal pressure. Last year, when the Supreme Court struck down affirmative action in college admissions, the decision didn't apply directly to employers, but the ruling kicked off an effort largely driven by conservative activists to dismantle race-conscious policies in other domains of American life. I don't have any problem with being racially conscious. I don't have any problem with corporations starting outreach programs to underrepresented communities, okay? No problem with it. But when you are explicitly hiring by race, that is by definition racist. And the only reason, by the way, the Supreme Court got involved is because the Asian community pushed back against Harvard. If Harvard and these other Ivy League schools were just excluding whites, none of nothing would have changed. But the Asian community got involved and said, hey, you're excluding us. You're giving black applicants a huge advantage over Asian. You're, you're being discriminatory towards Asians. That's the only reason that that, that that went anywhere, by the way. All these jobs in DEI, ESG, they are going to go away. People have never been more aware of this crap. You know, there are apps out there, like Veebs, for example. Promo code 4444 when you download it. Download Veebs. You can start scanning your companies 
Um, I'll put a link in the description if I remember. If you use promo code 4444, you'll get a, when it asks you to confirm the number they send you, use 4444 and you'll get a free trial. I can just use the app and see if some company has DEI crap and I just don't buy their stuff. It's extremely easy. It's never been more easy to not support these companies. The boycotts are working. The coverage is working. And that's a good thing. It's never been about raising up black people. It never has been. It's only been about, well, not hiring white people, which is weird and racist. Extremely weird. Very weird. I think that's where, by the way, we're going to wrap it all up for today. We will be back in exactly 22 hours. So if you're here now, you're one of the 4,000 plus people here now. We start at 1 Eastern. I hope that you'll, you'll stop in early tomorrow. I don't know if it didn't send the notification today. It seemed like people didn't get here until a little bit later. Hopefully, um, you'll tune in tomorrow. We'll have, obviously, a full slate. I'm going to have at least five standalone videos for Rumble today. I've got three up already. Um, and I'm going to edit some of them from today and upload them. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Mm -hmm.